Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. If you joined me yesterday, you know that I am here with Jenna Rosenau, who is a licensed clinical social worker and who has spent her career supporting people who have chronic illness or people who are in relationships with people who have chronic illness. She has worked in hospitals. She has worked in outpatient care and private practice. She has so much experience with this. And I am really excited to have her here with us today because Six in 10 adults in the US have a chronic disease and four in 10 adults have two or more chronic diseases. This is information from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So what that means is that all of us are either in relationship with someone who has a chronic disease or we have it or both people in the relationship or everybody in the family might have a chronic illness. So. We really need to understand how to navigate our relationships when it comes to chronic illness. And I talk about this a lot on the show. One of the biggest impacts on our relationships is stress and chronic illness causes a lot of stress. And so if we can learn how to navigate it together, then we can reduce the stress and the impact of the stress on the relationship. So welcome back, Jenna. I'm so excited to have you here for another day with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So we'll just hop into our first question. So today's question is, Dear Liz, I am a caregiver of someone with a chronic illness. I love them very much, and I want to be able to support them in the best way possible. However, sometimes I feel like I don't hit the mark. I would love some tips on how to support the person that I love and care about with their chronic illness and with their pain. Do you have any suggestions? So Jenna, I'll let you take that away. For sure, yeah. So, and I just wanna say it can be very difficult and I am sure that you, whoever asked that question, that you are doing everything that you can to support this person. And I'm so happy you asked this question so I can better support you, support them. So here are some tips. So the first tip is listen, something simple as listen, you know, and oftentimes these people who have chronic illnesses and pain, they just want to be heard, right? Not a solution, not a medicalized response, just simply heard. And to follow up with that, showing interest. So you can do this by educating yourself on their illness, their pain, whatever limitation they have. You know, maybe you can attend a workshop, do some research on your own, ask the person questions about their experiences. They want to know that not only can you listen, but that you can, you know, understand and that that you're interested. This will go a long way. The next one is understanding. So while listening, you can show them that you accept how they are feeling, saying things like, I understand, or I'm a safe space for you, shows them that you're supportive and dependable. Avoid solutions and problem solving. So while listening, your knee-jerk reaction, while I'm sure it's intended well, may be to problem solve. So for example, saying things like, have you tried this? Chances are they have, and it hasn't worked. Remember, you can always ask, how can I best support you? It puts the control into the person and they're able to, you know, help you as a support person 
you know, help them the best way that they, that's possible basically. So um, always asking how you can best support. Respect their needs. You know, they may be struggling with fatigue, depression, other physical and emotional symptoms. They may not be able to do certain activities like they used to, and that's hard. It's hard for them, it's hard for you as the person that is in the relationship with them. Respect their needs, hear them. If they can't do something as they used to, understanding that. Be patient. These individuals often struggle with, you know, letting their loved ones down, which, you know, or feeling like they can get better quickly. Your support around this will help them remain patient with themselves, okay? And I say all this to say, you know, this is also challenging for the person given the support. And I understand that. So know that this is a work in progress. You don't have to do all of these tips at once. I think one or two can go such a long way. So, you know, practicing first with listening. That, yeah. that was such a great list. I was taking notes. And so just to summarize, listening, really important. And listening is like a little easier than I think people make it sometimes for themselves. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes what happens, especially in these situations where people just desperately want to support a loved one, is that they think they have to come up with, like you said, a solution or a, like you use the term, a medicalized response. Like they, right. have to, they have to say the perfect thing. They have to fix it. And what we find as therapists is that a lot of the time people just want to be heard. And that listening is literally just hearing what they're saying and summarizing. The second thing that you said was showing interest. So educating yourself. I really liked that part because I think that sometimes people might rely on the person with the illness to educate them, which every human is different. And some people might be like, I actually am really into that. I like educating about my cancer diagnosis, or I like educating people about the diabetes that I struggle with or whatever. But what I find most of the time is that it's really meaningful when you've done the research on your own and when you start to have the language to talk about it. And so you don't have to say, I was doing research last night, X, Y, and Z, but like next time you talk to them, you might say something like, which type of chemo have you been getting? Is it X or is it why? And the fact that you know that there's like multiple types or the fact that you know that there's different names shows the person that on your own, you're sharing their world with, which is, it's huge, right? right. Like it means that it kind of opens up that they can speak the language with you. Right. Which mm -hmm. is big. The third thing that you said was understand. So not only listening, but also being able to say this makes sense to me. The next thing you said so important, like you don't have to live with just problem solving mode. That hurts the relationship actually. Can you imagine if you're sick most of your life and the only time people talk to you, they're trying to solve problems and they're saying, have you tried this insulin yet? Or I heard that so-and-so went to this doctor. I heard like, don't problem solve. Like it's, it's okay that you are not the one that can fix all of this right. unless the person asks. And then you said, respect their needs. So pay attention if they're fatigued, like maybe don't ask them to go on afternoon walks. Maybe instead say, hey, can we just like sit on the couch and have a cup of tea and chat? And then last but not least, be patient. And I like that you validated that that is hard in reality. 
and that is a human. You might not be patient all the time, but that the work is to try to be patient. It's gonna take time. They might not get better quickly. They might not get better ever. And that if you are able to kind of regulate that within yourself, it's gonna make a huge difference. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you so much for answering that question today. And we will be back tomorrow to answer another listener question that has to do with relationships and chronic illness. Today, I am joined by Jenna Rosenau, who is a licensed clinical social worker in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Jenna has been working in the medical field for many years and supports families, couples, individuals who are struggling with chronic illness. I'm Liz Earnshaw. I'm the author of I Want This to Work. You can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.